Good morning, Transformation Radio listeners. Happy July 4th to you, Independence Day today. We've got song, scripture, and a devotional by Pastor Greg Delaney to get your day started. And to kick your week off, first off, Dustin Kinsrew with Rejoice. Come and stand before your Maker, full of wonder, full of fear. Come behold His power and glory, yet with confidence strong near. For the one who holds the heavens and commands the stars above is the God who bends to bless us with an unrelenting love. chapter 22 verses 17 through chapter 23 verse 10 after i paul returned to jerusalem i was praying in the temple and fell into a trance i saw a vision of jesus saying to me hurry leave jerusalem for the people here won't accept your testimony about me but lord i argued they certainly know that in every synagogue i imprisoned and beat those who believed in you and i was in complete agreement when your witness stephen was killed i stood by and kept the coats they took off when they stoned him but the Lord said to me, Go, for I will send you far away to the Gentiles. The crowd listened until Paul said that word. Then they all began to shout, Away with such a fellow, he isn't fit to live. They yelled, threw off their coats, and tossed handfuls of dust in the air. The commander brought Paul inside and ordered him lashed with whips to make him confess his crime. He wanted to find out why the crowd had become so furious. When they tied Paul down to lash him, 
Paul said to the officer standing there, Is it legal for you to whip a Roman citizen who hasn't even been tried? When the officer heard this, he went to the commander and asked, What are you doing? This man is a Roman citizen. So the commander went over and asked Paul, Tell me, are you a Roman citizen? Yes, I certainly am, Paul replied. I am too, the commander muttered, and it cost me plenty. Paul answered, But I am a citizen by birth. The soldiers who were about to interrogate Paul quickly withdrew when they heard he was a Roman citizen, and the commander was frightened because he had ordered him bound and whipped. The next day, the commander ordered the leading priest into session with the Jewish high council. He wanted to find out what the trouble was all about, so he released Paul to have him stand before them. Gazing intently at the high council, Paul began, Brothers, I have always lived before God with a clear conscience. Instantly, Ananias the high priest commanded those close to Paul to slap him on the mouth. But Paul said to them, God will slap you, you corrupt hypocrite. What kind of judge are you to break the law yourself by ordering me struck like that? Those standing near Paul said to him, Do you dare insult God's high priest? I'm sorry, brothers, I didn't realize he was the high priest, Paul replied. For the scriptures say, You must not speak evil of any of your rulers. Paul realized that some of the members of the high camp council were Sadducees and some were Pharisees. So he shouted, Brothers, I am a Pharisee, as were my ancestors, and I am on trial because my hope is in the resurrection of the dead. This divided the council, the Pharisees against the Sadducees. For the Sadducees say there is no resurrection or angels or spirits, but the Pharisees believe in all of these. So there was a great uproar. Some of the teachers of religious law who were Pharisees jumped up and began to argue forcefully. We see nothing wrong with him, they shouted. Perhaps a spirit or an angel spoke to him. As the conflict grew more violent, the commander was afraid they would tear Paul apart. So he ordered his soldiers to go and rescue him by force and take him back to the fortress. Holy Back on you, oh Lord. 
Good morning, gentlemen. It's Pastor Delaney. I pray that you're doing well. Um, sorry, guy, missed you this past week. Um, no excuses, just missed you. <laughs> Asked for your grace and forgiveness there, but wanted to get uh, back online with you this week in Transformation on Radio and and uh, just uh, offer a story that I think ties into some things that we're discussing um, around the topic of obedience. And the topic of this is real simple. It's just obedience always comes first. Um, I'm going to share a story with you. If you've been in church for a minute, you've heard this story um, before, but it's from John 6. It says, After this, Jesus crossed over to the far side of the Sea of Galilee, also known as the Sea of Tiberias. And a large crowd kept following him wherever he went uh, because they saw his miraculous signs as he healed the sick. Well, then Jesus climbed a hill and sat down with his disciples around him. And it was nearly time for the Jewish Passover celebration. So Jesus saw this huge crowd of people uh, coming to look for him and turning to Philip. He said, where can we buy bread to feed all these people? Now, he was testing Philip, for he knew, Jesus knew, uh, what he was going to do. And Philip replied, like we would all reply, uh, even if we worked for months, we wouldn't have enough money to feed them. And then Andrew, Simon's brother, spoke up, and he said, There's a young boy here with five barley loaves and two fish, but what good is that with this huge crowd? Well, then Jesus says, Tell everyone to sit down. So they all sat down on the grassy slopes, and the men alone numbered about 5,000. And Jesus took the loaves, gave thanks to God, and distributed them to the people. Afterward, he did the same with the fish, gave thanks to God. And then they all ate as much as they wanted. And after every one was full, Jesus told the disciples, Now gather the leftovers that so nothing's wasted. And they picked up pieces and filled 12 baskets with scraps left by the people who had eaten from the small sack lunch, is what we used to call it when I was a kid, but uh, the five barley loaves and two fish. And the people saw Jesus do this miraculous sign. They exclaimed, Surely he's a prophet, the prophet we have been expecting. And... Then Jesus kind of slipped away and went to the hills, hills to, to be by himself. Why share that story? Well, a couple things. The first one was Jesus saw the challenge in front of him. Jesus knew what he was going to do. But the disciples didn't know what he was going to do. Their expectations were, there's no way we can feed these guys. Their expectations were, this is an impossible situation. Their expectations were, I don't think we can make this work. And yet what you have to appreciate about them is even in the light of something that seemingly was impossible, in the light of something that didn't make sense, the disciples went ahead and were obedient to what Jesus had told them to do. And the interesting part, it comes from that passage from John 6, 6. It said, remember when Jesus asks how much bread... You know, could we go buy bread? Is there a town close by? And he said this to test him, for Jesus himself knew what he would do. Jesus knew he was going to work a miracle. The disciples didn't. Nowhere does it say, Jesus say, hey, you guys do your part, I'll do mine, and we'll have plenty of food to feed this crowd. And so why is this story about obedience? Well, it comes in the form of the disciples. Uh, The disciples obey the Lord, even though they clearly didn't have the resources to deal with this. Um, they went ahead and waded into something that on the surface seemed incredibly you know, impossible. 
And But what they did is they obeyed first, didn't ask questions. They just said, okay. And they started, what's interesting, they started looking around. What do we have? Obedience always comes first. And then they took a daring step of faith. You know, are we willing to do the same when we're faced with impossible situations where resources seem absolutely implausible or unavailable? Will we do the same and take a step of faith that they did to say, I mean, you got to think about it. They were going to be completely embarrassed or they were going to anger the crowd who was thinking they were going to get something to eat and they weren't going to get something to eat, and yet they still waited in. So are we willing to risk that kind of thing just like they did? So when we're called by God to step into impossible situations, and some of you may be feeling that this is impossible. This recovery thing is impossible. There's no way I can do this. There's no way that my life can be reconciled. There's no way that things can be restored. I want you to realize is that when we obey Jesus, we step into his word that says, with man, things are impossible. With me, all things are possible. But obedience comes first. When the call of God comes or when the situation comes and he gives us a path to take, we are to take it. So never read that story that the disciples knew anything in advance that Jesus was getting ready to blow everybody's mind. Because uh, they weren't. They, they, weren't in on the, they weren't in on the deal. They weren't clued in. But what you also see is Jesus gave acknowledgement to the Father who was going to allow him to do this amazing miracle. Jesus demonstrated obedience first. I'm going to thank the Father first, giving him thanks first. Then the, the disciples then followed suit and obeyed what Jesus told them to do. And uh, it's pretty fascinating because Jesus didn't promise any miracle at the moment. Remember, he just went up on the hill to hang out. And the crowd came to him, and he was able to demonstrate who he was in that moment. So Jesus doesn't always tell us in advance what's coming for us. Right now, each day might be a challenge for each one of you, and you don't know what's coming tomorrow. But uh, don't sweat it. Get in your word. Take a look and see what Jesus says about the next day. What's he say to do with it? Seek him first. The other things will come into play. What does Jesus say about obedience when it comes to today? Embrace today with everything that you have. Don't sweat yesterday. Don't sweat tomorrow. It has enough trouble of its own. Get in your lane. Obey him, even though you don't really know what's coming, and then have the faith to step into it, knowing that obedience always comes first. I pray you guys have a great week. Um, Look forward to seeing you all very soon. Pray for you every day. Take care. Sadness from wherever you've been. Come broken hearted, let rescue begin. Come find your mercy, oh sinner, come kneel. Earth has no sorrow that heaven can't heal. So lay down your So lay down
Psalm 2, verses 1 through 12. Why are the nations so angry? Why do they waste their time with futile plans? The kings of the earth prepare for battle. The rulers plot together against the Lord and against his anointed one. Let us break their chains, they cry, and free ourselves from the slavery of God. But the one who rules in heaven laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. Then in anger he rebukes them, terrifying them with his fierce fury. For the Lord declares, I have placed my chosen king on the throne in Jerusalem on my holy mountain. The king, the king proclaims the Lord's de- decree. The Lord said to me, You are my son. Today I have become your father. Only ask and I will give you the nations as your inheritance, the whole earth as your possession. You will break them with an iron rod and smash them like clay pots. Now then, you act kings, act wisely. Be warned, you rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with reverent fear. And rejoice with trembling. Submit to God's royal son, or he will become angry. And you will be destroyed in the midst of all your activities. For his anger flares up in an instant. But what joy for all who take refuge in him. And a reading from Proverbs is Proverbs 18, verse 13. Spouting off before listening to the facts is both shameful and foolish. And that is going to wrap up this Monday edition of Transformation Radio. Thanks for listening, everyone. Hope you guys have a great July 4th. You're able to celebrate with friends, family, and loved ones today. Uh, we're going to wrap up today with Alabaster by Wren Collective. You've heard from Crowder today, uh, Dustin Kinsrew, and Mercy Me. And I want to thank Pastor 
Greg again for sharing that devotional day about obedience. Uh, I just want to pray for those guys that are coming in today and as they travel and um, all that goes on with that. Pray for our staff today as they as they do uh, induction and orientation. So if you'd pray with me. Father God, we thank you for your son Jesus. Uh, we thank you for uh, the life that his death has brought us, God, and uh, just the immensity of that, of that he, what he gave up just to be with us and just to uh, just to call us sons and daughters of you and brothers and sisters to him. And uh, he gave up everything to have us who were unworthy um, when he had everything. We thank you for that today, Lord. Pray for those men that are coming in and their families today as they travel. Uh, give them safety. And um, we have a great trip in, just an easy, easy time. And I just take out those uh, stumbling blocks that are in their way and uh, open their eyes today, Lord. Call them to your son, Jesus, and make them your own. In your name of your son, we pray. Amen. Okay, we're going to end this today with Alabaster by Rin Collective. You guys have a great day. Happy Fourth of July, everyone. And we will see you tomorrow. Your